Coming up on this episode of the RunningRestaurants.com podcast, I speak with Brendan Sweeney, CEO and co-founder of Pop Menu. Now, as you know, I absolutely love talking about marketing and tech, and we get into some good stuff in this one for sure. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Jamie here from RunningRestaurants.com. With restaurants, unexpected expenses are always right around the corner. Broken equipment, extra overhead during slow times, you name it. There are times when you need cash fast, and that's why I want to tell you about Zinch. They're a direct lender that makes financing fast and simple. If your restaurant is doing over $10,000 in monthly revenue and has been in business for over six months, Zinch can fund up to $250,000 in less than two days. Just fill out a simple online application and see how much cash you can get with Zinch. Right now, my listeners can apply without fees. That's a $250 value. So go to financingthatworks.com today. Again, that's financingthatworks.com. Loans made or arranged pursuant to a California finance lender's law license. All right, folks, welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast where we bring you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel, and today we've got a great episode for you with Brendan Sweeney, who is the CEO and co-founder of Pop Menu. Welcome, Brendan. How are you, man? Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, 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 good. And I, I, we just talked briefly be, before we started, and I said, if I were to do anything in restaurants, it's wear that marketing hat. And that's what you guys do. So I'm, I'm looking forward to our talk. Uh, for folks that may not know the brand yet, give the quick uh, commercial, quick intro. Right. It gets harder and harder each year. We add more and more uh, functionality and capabilities. But essentially, the basis of Pop Menu, why we started it and why we continue to do it is we just feel like there's never been great technology tools for restaurants when it comes to acquiring and engaging uh, customers. And, um, and it's, you know, as, as the digital world has gotten so complex, but also so necessary to engage, it's been something that uh, restaurants have been challenged with and, and haven't had a great solution. And so our, our idea is, you know, instead of a typical restaurant having 10, 15, you know, tools, pieces of software, um, freelancers, agencies, et cetera, like how about one login, one tool? you know, one support path for as many marketing functions uh, as possible, in addition to ordering um, and, and, and some more kind of logistical pieces. And so we're just we're really about, um, especially for independence. I mean, we were built for independence because we felt like they had yeah. the least amount of tools available to them. That's right. Um, but we're really just about helping restaurants in a simpler way that's more under their control, that's a first party tool, not a third party platform to, to get more butts and seats, to get more orders um, and, and to do it in a way that, that gives them time back because the complexity of approaching, you know, digital for a restaurant is, is just as painful as the cost of it. So we're here to help on, on both of those fronts. Yeah, there, there, there's a graphic on your site that I really, really like that shows the sort of uh, life cycle uh, of the yeah. um, of, of, of the interactions. And, and, and the reason I like it is because you could do different pieces of it, but if you miss a piece here or there, um, the, the, pattern really, the pattern really goes away. So talk about how you guys kind of end to end are there for that process. What do you think? Right. And, and also, you know, all of those different pieces, um, that kind of hodgepodge that I described that most restaurants use to, to market, they're not connected. It is the other piece. It's the only modern businesses. That's why that's this way I've been, I've been doing internet product for 20, 25 years and, you know, enterprise and kind of more 
more already modernized uh, businesses when it comes to, you know, marketing and, and, and kind of front of house, they all have these tools where it's all in one. And, and, and where that's especially important is having one singular view of your customer, you know, whether they came in from a Google search, whether they came in from a Facebook ad, whether they've ordered with you or not before, whether they've ordered on-prem or off-prem, et cetera, that, that the importance of all of that being in one place gets greater and greater every day as restaurants are going to be challenged more and more to, to compete with other restaurants, especially as I feel like the, the industry is getting more and more savvy. Um, you have to know your guests well. I mean, people have been talking about it since, uh, I mean, we've been doing this for six years. Everyone's talked about how important it is to know the customer. No one seems to know what the hell that actually means or how to take action on it. And so for us, all of that wheel and all of the pieces in the wheel, whether that's your website, whether that's um, being integrated with Google My Business, whether that's emailing, texting, social, um, whether that's ordering, again, on-prem or off-prem, um, having all those touch points in one place means that you have this unbelievable perspective on the guest that can then be utilized to make more and more efficient marketing communications. One thing that's been true of the restaurant industry forever, and it's still true, is we're really bad at, not we being pop menu, but the industry overall are really bad at segmenting um, you know, audiences for marketing messages and then giving sure. them a message that, that's really tailored to activate them. You know, it could be someone who hasn't ordered from you in 30 days. It could be someone who loves a specific burger you have, et cetera. Um, in general, the, the, the marketing that restaurants do is extremely basic, extremely one size fits all. It's extremely spammy. It's like, I'm just going to keep messaging this, this, you know, customer over and over and over until they come back in. Well, with us, everything is more personalized. Everything is more automated. And so what you have is these smarter messages going out that don't overwhelm people and they speak directly to, you know, the, the things that they're interested in or their attributes. Um, and so that's why it's all, that's why it's so important to have a tool like this where it's all in one, because again, the, the time and the cost of cobbling together uh, an email tool, a social tool, a website, uh, this and that, it pales in comparison to the lack of understanding on a holistic basis of who these customers are and what's the best way to get in front of them. Yeah, I was uh, just at the, the last part there. I was like, I know I have a book here that I wanted to find. It's like, I had to take my headphones off for a second, but this book goes way back, but it's, it's called Hug Your Customers. And this was really before even a lot of the tech you could do, but the idea of it is really powerful in that it talks about a, a, you know, a tailor shop, but they knew who their best customers were and they yeah. knew what they liked, what they wanted and so forth. And when you do that, um, it makes a big difference. And if you were to go into any restaurant and say, who, you know, who are your, your top 20 customers, they may say, oh, it, they, they may start rattling off some names, but then the data kind of is like, it's mushy in the background, what they actually like yeah. and what they, you know, and how to market to them and so forth. And now technology yes. can do all those things in the background and it's, it's really powerful. So, so that aspect of knowing your customer is, is super, super, super get, getting more and more important. I yeah. want to talk about, um, uh, I read somewhere on your site, uh, you know, PDFs, you know, and, and I, when I hear pop menu, I think maybe you started with menus in your mind and there was a frustration mm -hmm. with PDF menus on websites as I did, you know, I've been in this for 20, 20 plus years now where that's how restaurants started. They pop their copy of their menu, boom, put it online. It's hard to look at, uh, hard to change. Uh, didn't make sense. And I know that's a big focus for you guys. Let's, let's go there for a bit. Yeah. I mean, the idea originally came out in 2014 and even then I was like, why? I mean, I, I've built small business websites uh, 
well over 20 years ago and some of the restaurant websites and they had PDFs then I understand why as someone who does design, it's like, well, you, you did the, you did the PDF to do the print version and just throwing the PDF, you know, up onto the website. It's kind of just the easiest, you know, quickest way to do it. Um, but, but even back in 2014, I remember uh, uh, just comparing multiple restaurants and saying, Hey, where, where are we going to have this, you know, a like company dinner or company event or whatever. And, and, and I was like, why am I looking at text? You know, every other business that's out there, I have photos and I have reviews and I have ratings. I have social validation. I have all this criteria to use to make the decision, but here it's just text. Well, what does that lead to? I got, you know, going to a restaurant, I might hear about a restaurant, go to their website, see a PDF text menu and say, that's interesting. Now let me go to Yelp TripAdvisor open table and look at pictures and look at reviews to see if this is the right decision to make. I mean, the, the insight that started us was just, Hey, that should all be in one place and it should be right. under control of the restaurant. Um, and, and, and so I think, you know, PDF is just an example of how restaurants have just, just kind of, you know, kind of band-aids and rubber bands patched together a digital experience. This thing was already made. It was suitable for print. I'm just going to put it on my website. Um, but then you lose so much, you know, I, I just talked about all the criteria people want, but it's also terrible for indexing and search engines. Um, it's not great on, not good at all on, on phones. And at the time in 2014, it was when we were massively moving to mobile and near me searches. And I just thought this is going to change. Um, and so I, a lot of this is just, hey, the restaurants should have the same tools that retail has, that e-com has. There's no reason not to have those tools, not just for ordering, but for marketing. The menu is the most important asset that a restaurant has. It should be treated with that kind of respect. It should be treated with that kind of yeah, love even. And and so what we did was from day one, we built a menu experience that functions like a modern e-commerce, multi-step, multi-call to action funnel. That's a lot of words. What does it mean? While you're browsing a menu, even if you're not ordering, it means you're getting, you're getting more information. Um, but also we're providing prompts for the guests who's browsing to, to share a bit about themselves too. Yes, I do want to be part of your VIP club. Yes, send me offers, things like that. But also the dishes you click on and view that, um, you know, we we store that about you so that we know which things you're considering. Um, what have you ordered? We, we store that. Um, what do you review? What do you share? All these different things make your profile and that makes it easier, you know, for the restaurant to know, hey, how, how best can I reach you to get you in here once and to get you in here again and again? And so really the, the difference between I think there are some basic differences that we can obviously infer from consumers, you know, with PDF versus like a dynamic experience. And it's okay. Text is not great. I don't get pictures, this and that, but even for the business, it's just a deeper understanding of, well, who, who is this person, you know, and how can we put the things they're looking for in, in front of them faster? And really we've all been trained by Amazon on it, you know, and I, I talk about that a lot where sure. it's, you know, Amazon knows so much about you, and it can be creepy. And we, you know, we, we try to, we try to kind of balance this off where it's not, Hey, just know everything and, and send creepy messages to, to guests. Um, but there are some things that are reasonable to know and reasonable to use to, to put, you know, kind of more desirable um, dishes in front of people. That's what the dynamic experience allows. It just opens up this world of, of marketing. That's more akin to what modern retail, modern e-com do. Yeah. I, I, 
Amazon comes up quite a bit and um, yeah. we're big customers here and ordering all the time and they do a great job with recommendations. Right. Yeah. And, and, and God, it was a recent, recent interview, but we talked about that aspect of, of making recommendations based on, on previous uses and restaurants definitely aren't doing that very well um, now, but that's, that, that's, that's, that's where things are heading. You talked about photos, you talked about, um, you know, the dynamic stuff, the, the texture, the SEO, it, it really, um, if you were to go back and think about um, even 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 websites, um, what what are you seeing restaurants do really well on websites these days that maybe they haven't done well in the in the past? And and I I I've talked about this over the years, and people have made mistakes as simple as simple as not having their phone number, not having their address on on their main page, things of that nature. I don't see that as much anymore. But what if you were yeah. to say to, to a restaurant, what are the few checkpoints that you really want to have on your site these days? What do you think? I mean, I think I mean, I, mean, I think the company's called Pop Menu, <laughs> or this way, and it's all about the menu to me. I, I do think, I think the biggest mistake people still make, like the biggest mistake before, was not keeping info up to date, and that could be hmm. your your menus, could be your your you know limited time offers, it could be your pricing. Etc. Like anything to do with you have to think about your menu as your inventory, you know. And it's it's what do I have on offer now? And people just expect inventory to be real time, you know. I mean, you don't go on Amazon and order something and they're like, just kidding, it's not here, or just kidding, it's fifty bucks more. Um, right. And so keeping info up to date now is, I mean, it's been table stakes for a while, but that's less of a problem. I think the biggest problem now is people understanding what is the website for. And so one of the things that, that we run into and companies, you know, um, taking on the same challenge as us or our competitors run into is you will, you, you will talk to an owner who's like, hey, that site, my brother doesn't like it. You know, he doesn't like how that looks. And I want to yeah. feel better about what my brother thinks. And it's like form follows function. This thing is a capture point, you know, that you are using to get more business in. And you have to understand that consumers don't care. They don't care what colors, you know, there, there, there's definitely an aesthetic component of it. We have some beautiful sites that look incredible and definitely differentiate. But the basics are, do you have your information in front of people? And are you capturing information right to contact and personalization that will help you make a marketing flywheel? That's what the website's there for. And so I think I think I feel like we're helping educate the market on this, this this form follows function idea and that this is more of a CRM than it is. A, a business card online. Um, and so I don't think it's a mistake. I just think it's something where the, the, the industry hasn't been educated on that approach. And again, you know, when you talk about retail and e-com and, and really modernized businesses, um, they all operate in that way. Right. So I, I, I don't think it's a mistake. I just think it's, it's uh, part of the evolution of the industry that's going on right now is that people need to understand. And not only is the website not the endpoint. It is just a component of this overall platform um, that you use to to maximize digital and, and get as many butts and seats as possible. Yeah, uh, I also look at it like from the online marketing, uh, the online ordering piece, right? So if I'm on on my phone and and I'm and I'm using the website to navigate, it really does have to work because I will bail out very quickly, especially on my phone, much more patient on the desktop because there's more space. Yeah. Um, but then, so let's talk about online ordering and 
and I'm sure that piece has become more and more important for you guys over the last two years. I'm just speculating where the COVID hit in and the need and the need for it popped up. And maybe it's not something that was originally in your in, in your mind when you guys started. Maybe it was just develop menus, and then and then people have started pull you towards that. Is that is that what happened? Or yeah. and what are you learning most about online ordering? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, we're coming up on three years of, uh, since the start of the craziness. Right. And, um, I had, I had, we had, um, we had ordering way later in the roadmap. And I thought that there were that, that piece of digital was way better covered than what we were doing, which was really more marketing. You know, I mean, it's way more involved digitally you're integrating so many different kind of channels, things like that. I, I was more of the mindset that, hey, while well, there's well, orderings covered pretty well, all of these other ways of reaching people are not are not covered well. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. I like to, maybe I don't like to compete. It's like let's go do stuff that less people are doing. Um, but then COVID hit, and then the first thing that happened was our communication tools became way more important, and that was really evidenced. I can think of. It's almost three years ago, uh, almost three years ago in the next couple of weeks, like maybe it was the 13th, 14th of March, something like that. Yeah, that's right. So right, before, I always remember, right before St. Patrick's Day is in my head. It's like, there's like, there was this nervousness, like if we let people party yeah. on St. Patrick's Day, it's going to be a nightmare. And, and and perhaps that was true, but that's, that's what always sticks in my head. You're right. I will always remember that St. Patrick's Day. I was, I expressed my Irishness heavily that day. I was, it was definitely a tense time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, the mandates came down. And, and people had to shut down. And we found that just our clients didn't know what to say. What, what, are, you, mm-hmm. what are you saying to your customer base and, and how, and what's legal, you know, it's like, it's just tricky. And so we, are, we had built in, you know, great simplistic emailing tools that allowed you to message your entire customer base all at once. People didn't know what to say. And so we put a template in that basically covered everything about COVID. And we preloaded it and said, hey, this is there for you. You can just send it out to your entire follower base or you can adjust it for, for your area or your restaurant. Um, we put that in and in one day we had more emails sent than, than any previous month combined. And so and, and, and so with that open. So the, the start was, hey, communication is going to be way more important. Are we open? Are we not? Are we doing takeout? Are we not? Do we have family meals? Do we have toilet paper You know, with our family meals? What's. What's going on there? So the communication tools were really important, but then instantly, I mean, again, our client base was, you know, is and was even more so at the time, independent full service restaurants, you know, a lot of mom and pop are just like, what am I supposed to do now? Um, and, and, and getting on ordering, I mean, we can rewind to the beginning of 2020, the state of the industry report from the restaurant association said 37% of restaurants were doing off-prem of any kind at that point. Like, can you mm-hmm. imagine 37%? And so a lot of people were like, I don't even know how to do online ordering. And so our fantastic team that's way smarter than me said, we need to build ordering and we're going to put everybody on it. And we did it for two weeks. And then we launched March 27th, 2020, got our first orders. And we've added um, ordering clients every single month since then. Um, It is still kind of a smaller part of our business. We're still more focused on the attract and engage, but the transact piece is is part of it now. and so for me being, you know, I feel like there's a million ways you can get online orders, you know, through your own site. Um, and I'm not one of those, like, I don't think third party platforms are evil, this and that. Sure, they're self-interested and sure, 
um, they can make things hard for the owners. I think if you're really smart in how you use it and if you see it as an acquisition channel, not an operational channel, you know, mm -hmm. hey, I can get new people through here, but then from then on, they're going to order through my, you know, through my tool and it's going to be better economics for us. Yeah. I love that approach. And I think this, the most savvy operators do it that way. Um, I think of it as just tremendous for, for engagement and for, you know, remarketing. It's you just, as soon as somebody orders with you, you know, so much more, and then you can use that information to tailor, you know, personalized marketing and, 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 and real quick, like I, I keep talking about personalization of marketing and things like that. Like it's not something that the restaurant should have to do themselves. We, we should be doing it. We have over 10,000 restaurants on our platform. We have 30 million consumers engaging with our restaurant websites in a month. We should know what, what, what should be sent out. You shouldn't have to, as an operator, deal with that. It's a big principle for us is like, when I talk about getting this information for personalization, it's not like, okay, now go get a slide roller and a spreadsheet and figure out who you're sending, what, yeah. when, like we should be doing that for you. So I think the ordering, I think having the ordering plugged in with the marketing piece, making this holistic flywheel is what I'm most excited about on ordering. And then of course, everything we already really know from, from COVID, Hey, if, if you can't have people in the building, you can stay alive as a business. When you are allowed to have people in the building, it can be a really nice income stream as long as it's managed the right way. And that's just, that's not just signing yourself over to a platform. It's, it's really being strategic about it. Yeah, question for you, and maybe you don't have to know the, the right answer to this, but you mentioned back three years ago that 37% figure, and, and we talked briefly before today about the new a new report coming out. Is yeah. that number, is it, is, do you think the number is 100% now? Is it 90%? I mean, pretty much everybody has had to figure out how to do takeout and delivery. Is that fair? That's fair. I saw the number yesterday and I didn't memorize it yet, but I think it's like 80 something percent. I, I want to say that's what's in the, in the restaurant report. I mean, Right. It's hard to say, like, how could anybody be doing no off-prem? But I'm sure there are just some situations. I mean, there are some super high-end, you know, um, mm, fine yeah. especially especially the multi, you know, course um, uh, tasting menus, things like that. Some people are like, no, I'm not putting this in a package. So, but man, it's more than doubled, you know, and, and nothing has ever more than doubled in a three-year period in the restaurant space. So. Yeah, it's uh, table stakes. You have to, you have to do it. You have to do it well. Any any quick tips you would share with folks to do it well, whether it's in an upsell on the on the app, whether it's making recommendations while they're all already online ordering. One of the things, and you can think about it for a second, but one of mm -hmm. the things that you need to realize when someone has decided to dine with you, whether it's in person or not, they're there. They're a captive audience now. They're willing to spend. So now not to be greedy, but how can we extract more out of them? Whether it's another beer, another wine, another, yeah. another, another set of fries, a dessert, like they are, they're about to give you their money. How much more of it can we get? Um, it's, it's, it's an important piece. So any tricks you've seen digitally to capture more dollars? Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, what you're describing with the cross-selling and upselling and, and kind of recommending pairings and stuff like the technology should be taking care of that for you. When, when it comes to the actual ordering user experience, you can make some decisions on what's being included, you know, as a recommended dish. And I think if you're recommending something with everything, cause you're doing that in the restaurant anyway, right? Like it's it, like on-prem, your front of house is saying, oh, this is great with this, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Like you should certainly mimic that conversation in the ordering path, but the mechanism for doing it should be built into the technology. I think honestly, the biggest thing is super simple. It's just utilize that contact data you got from ordering utilize the personalization data you got from what did they order and make better marketing messages based on that to get them back. 
And so in, in the moment of the order, there are some, some things that are really just basic e-com practices. Again, we can go back to Amazon. How much, how much stuff have you added on that you didn't know you wanted? You know, I mean, a ton. You know, oh, I guess I will get the cable for this thing yeah. that I bought. And I guess I will get these filters and this whatever batteries. That stuff will happen as a matter of course. I think, I think again, replicating the server conversation so that you're recommending things that could be novel or could be interesting to the, to the customer is important. It's the basics though. It's you ordered from me. That means you know me. And that means I'm going to stay in touch with you and use what I know about you to get you back more and more. That's the, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, one thing for sure that, that I saw early on in, in really uh, when we, when we started the business was restaurants have been sold a lot of different stories about technology and about marketing. And most of the stories are, it's really complex. You need to let me handle it. You know, you need an expert, you need a bunch right. of tools, you need this and that, man, it's simple. You know, it's, it is simple and, and, and keeping it from being this crazy high minded thing where you're like, well, let me think about my tone for five months. You know, let me think about my, yeah. my um, personality, my persona that I want to express. It's like, it's simple. It's food. People want to see that food and they want to understand why it's different, which usually just involves seeing it. And, and, and then they want to hear from you and see it again. And, and it doesn't have to be complex. Like our most successful marketing messages are pictures of food, you know, especially something new, limited time offer, whatever. Um, they want offers for sure of all yep. kinds. Um, one of the, one of the quickest, easiest tools. So when I talk about, um, reviews we capture reviews on a first party basis so at every single dish in every menu on pop menu you can review that dish and we deliver those directly to our clients you know in in the pop menu for owners app and they can respond you know directly which is great if it's a especially if it's a bad experience if you respond immediately it's not going to yelp or you know other third party platforms um but you can also choose to to display it on the dish you know to help sell that dish um, but one of the most effective marketing tools is just share that review. <laughs> you know, it's just you're getting these first party reviews. Just just push that out. I mean, we make it really easy in our tool to, to push great reviews out to social. But if you're showing people offers and dishes and reviews and you're doing it once or twice a week, you're going to be in great shape. You're going to you're going to really maximize, um, you know, visibility. And now we're excited because in the coming months, we're going to be releasing more and more features that really have to do with ROI. Mm -hmm. ROI, not just on the platform, what you're spending with pop menu, but the components of it. And so emails and texts that are happening, well, what direct orders did that lead to, you know, and how much and what, what indirect or inferred orders did that lead to? And that's going to get better and better over time. But the, the reason I bring it up is we see a very clear and direct correlation between marketing views and ordering volume. And I know that as marketers, that's just makes sense to us. I, I I think because we haven't had ROI data in the space, there are plenty of people who doubt. It's just like, okay, we did a social campaign. I don't have any way of knowing if it did anything. So I'm going to assume that it didn't. Or one person came in and told me they saw this campaign. So I'm going to assume that it really worked. Well, now we're putting more and more ROI data in place. So you can Yeah, see. it's important. But, but really the, the, the message there is marketing impressions equal an increase in volume. How many impressions does it take? Well, I mean, there's variability there. What kind of, you know, what kind of restaurant are you? kind of market are you in, et cetera. Um, but really just, just being simply visible and putting, you know, the, the things that are unique about your business in front of the people who already like your business on a nice pace. It's, it's no magic wand. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're, you're exactly right. You hit, hit a lot of good points there. There's so much more we could cover. I want to dig into some more of this stuff. So I want to, I want to invite you back. Um, you talked about, ten, you talked about 10,000 restaurants that must mean they're everywhere. So talk about your geographic, uh, coverage. Can folks, uh, re reach you guys from anywhere? What's the best place to go? Your website, is there an app? Is there a download? Send them where you want. What do you got? Yeah, get.popmenu.com is the place to go. And I just, I, I, I mean, we're everywhere. It doesn't matter. Huge markets, small markets, um, villages. <laughs> you know, we've got, we've got uh, some of the highest end um, full service restaurants on. We've got sports bars. We've got boba tea. We've got food trucks. We've got, it works for everything. And um, the best thing I can say is just come and get a demo because it's really hard to describe. There's so much in there. And as it's gotten, as we put more and more in, it becomes harder to just say, it's just this. And it used to be just websites, but yeah, websites just one component of an overall digital strategy. And, and I think if you come to getpopmenu.com, sign up for a demo, we're not going to push you super hard. We think, I mean, you just see it. And, and generally when people see it, they buy it um, because it's, it's just a great investment. It's a reduction in cost. It's a reduction in complexity. It's a reduction in time you have to spend on the topic. But it's keeping you in front of and capturing more and more of, you know, the, the people who can just um, grow your business. Yeah, it's a it's a great collection of tools. I, I spend time on the side and I'm like, oh, man, to add that and that. And, and just knowing what I know from the past that those all used to be separate pieces and you had to manage them <sighs> yeah. separately and, and the nightmare that involved. And and so knowing you can you know, get it all in one place is a big, big, big win. So I appreciate digging in today, folks. That was Brendan Sweeney of Pop Menu. You can find them on the web at popmenu.com. Uh, for more great restaurant marketing and service and people and tech tips, stay tuned to us here at runningrestaurants.com. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks a lot, Jamie. Appreciate it. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the runningrestaurants.com podcast. Please, if you would, do me a big, big favor and hit the like button on this show. And please subscribe or favorite us in your podcast platform to get future episodes. We'd also very much appreciate your feedback or review of the show. If you would share that, it'd be great and a big, big help to us. Thanks so much. And we'll see you soon.